Good morning, everyone. It's great to be with you again as we work through the Psalms together. And today we're up to Psalm 139. It's a favorite of mine and of, of many of you. Uh, it's a well-known Psalm. It speaks about God's great presence with his people, uh, his intimate knowledge of their lives, even before they were born. Uh, it can be a, an incredibly encouraging Psalm. And yet I think that we need to actually do a bit more work looking at some of the more difficult parts of the psalm before we find the encouragement that we're supposed to feel. Let me read through the first 18 verses. Uh, join with me. Psalm 139. For the director of music of David, a psalm. O Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. You hem me in, behind and before you've laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, and if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for the darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I know your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious or weighty are your thoughts, O oh God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I am awake, I'm still with you. When we read these verses of God's great uh, presence and knowledge of us, at first glance, we might be tempted to think, well, that's wonderful. But when we look at the details of the psalm, perhaps this knowledge, this personal knowledge of you and everything about you is supposed to be a little disconcerting. It's reflected in the language of the psalmist. If I were to flee from your presence, if I were to hide in the darkness, none of these things would work. And you need to ask yourself, why would the psalmist want to flee? Why would he want to hide? The knowledge that God has of him and of us is so incredibly personal. He knows when you sleep and when you wake, when you go out the door and when you come home, and everything that's gone on in between. He knows your thoughts before you think them. There's nowhere you can go from God's presence. There's nowhere you can flee. There's nothing you can think or do that he doesn't already know. Even when he wakes up out of a sleep, out of a dream, the psalmist is still with God. He's still there. Now, on the one hand, God's presence with us is supposed to be incredibly comforting. But in the context of this psalm, it's a reminder that God knows who we are right down to every moment and every thought of our lives. 
Now for the psalmist, this is going to become an encouragement, but we have to do a little bit of hard work first. The next few verses are a bit more difficult, and it's these verses that are often skipped when people read through the psalms, or at least uh, they don't spend a lot of time wrestling with them. But these are critically important for us to understand why the psalmist is focusing on God's presence and God's knowledge in the first half of the psalm. Here, he cries out that God would judge the wicked people around him. Listen to the verses from verse 19 to 22. If only you would slay the wicked, O God. Away from me, you bloodthirsty men. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord, and abhor those who rise up against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. It seems like a stark contrast, a shift from this reflection of who God is and his great knowledge of his people to this uh, cry for God to judge the wicked, to destroy them. We're familiar with this language as we've been reading through the psalm, that the psalmist is crying out for justice, crying out for uh, God's people to be saved. But here, in particular in Psalm 139, he's crying out that God's enemies would be destroyed and that the psalmist counts them his enemies. The psalmist hasn't actually, in this psalm, suffered at their hands necessarily. Uh, they speak, remember verse 20, they speak of you, God, with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. That the psalmist is looking around the world and he's seeing wicked people and he's saying, if they're against you, then I'm against them because I'm on your side. I'm your person. I'm one of your children. But why put these two things together? Why put this knowledge of God's, uh, God's knowledge of us, our persons, our lives, our, everything about us, together with this cry that God will destroy God's own enemies? Well, the answer to both of these things is found in the first and the last verses of the psalm. Look at verse 1. O Lord, you've searched me and you know me. You've already searched me. You know me. You know everything about me. But look at how the psalm finishes now. Verse 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Search me, O God, and know my heart. The psalmist is saying to God, expose my sin. You know me better than I know myself. You know what I do in the darkness. You know what I do when I'm all alone. You know what I'm doing when no one else does. You know me better than anyone. And I want you to search me I want you to expose anything in me that needs to be fixed, that needs to be changed, that needs to be forgiven. I want to be your person. I want to be your child. Remove the offensive way from within me. And this makes sense of why the psalmist cried out for the, against the enemies. Because the psalmist is simply saying, I don't want to be one of them. I don't want to be, a, be of the people who cry out against you, who insult you, who are against your kingdom. I want to be faithful to you. Lord, help me be faithful to you. Search me. I know you know it all already. Search me and let me know what you see. Expose my sin. Expose it so that we can get rid of it and I can be your person and not suffer over there with the fate of the wicked. 
Psalm 139 is incredibly encouraging, but it has a challenge to all of us, doesn't it? A challenge to think about those moments, those parts of our lives that only God sees. Have we brought it before him? He sees it anyway. Have we brought these things before him? Have we asked for his cleansing as the psalmist does in Psalm 130, Psalm 51? Do we desire to be God's loyal children who please him? We can cry out for forgiveness knowing that all of this has been washed away by the blood of Jesus. God knows all of it. God's paid for all of it. And God wants to forgive and reconcile us to himself. He wants us to live a life that's holy and pleasing. And that's what Psalm 139 is about. God, help me lead a pleasing and beautiful life before you. Expose my sin and lead me in the way everlasting. I hope that's all of our prayer today.